My name is Jeremy Hetzel. I'm the Director of Student Ministries here at Family of Christ. And we are about to get to have the opportunity to watch Pastor Mark Marino preach to us. It's a huge blessing to get to hear from him monthly, even though he is in Djibouti. And before we jump into that, I wanted to say a couple things. First, I wanted to tell Katie thank you for a great children's message. It laid out um, the theme, the scars, and the weeks that we are going to go through and explore. I especially appreciated her talking about um, absolution. Um, because I think we get confused by that word sometimes. I think sometimes we think it's just about crunches or sit-ups because <clears throat> it's absolution. Um, but I just want to make sure that's not what it's about. It's a spiritual reference about what Christ has done for us and the forgiveness we receive. So I just really am thankful for that exploration. Um, I just really thought that joke was funny and wanted to work it in somehow. Um, so, um, really thankful that you're here. We are excited because, because we're doing this challenge. This is our third year of doing one of the red letter challenges. This is the forgiveness challenge. We have the opportunity to have the author, Zach Zender, record a video just for us, just for Family of Christ. So we're going to see that in a second. Then we'll see a, a short bumper video for the sermon series, and then you'll see Pastor Mark. So I'm super excited. Let me say a word of prayer, and we'll start. Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity today that we get to gather and begin to learn and explore what it means to forgive and to be forgiven. Lord, we know that many of us experience wounds and difficulties that are just heartbreaking. And so we ask that you would meet us during this season as we explore forgiveness, and we ask that you would bring healing to our hearts and to our minds. We love you. Amen. What's up, family of Christ? This is Zach Zender, author of Forgiving Challenge. I'm so pumped you're going through this 40-day challenge. It is going to be amazing to watch what God does. This is not your first 40-day challenge. And so first, thank you uh, for being a part of Red Letter Living. And I, I love your name, family of Christ, that we get to lock arms in ministry, that we are one family. We get to help one another out. And so uh, this isn't your first one. So let me tell you a little secret that I don't tell many other people. Uh, this one's my favorite. And why? Because like, I just love the freedom that comes through the forgiveness of Jesus. And so I pray that you would experience that freedom that God, that Jesus has won for you at the cross, that these 40 days like open up parts of your story that perhaps have been closed in the past and that God would use your church, the family of Christ there in Colorado Springs to really change the community around. So I can't wait to kind of hear the stories from afar. Uh, it's going to be so great. Did you know that I think I'm recording this a few days before it's going live, but we're just about to have a hundred churches jumping into a 40 day challenge this Lent. So we are walking as one large family of Christ and it's going to be cool to see what Jesus does. So blessings and wow, come on, let's do this. Good morning, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Uh, I am so excited that we are starting the Forgiving Challenge. Uh, it's a great way for us to be mindful of not only what God calls us to do and to be, but it's also a reminder that uh, the reason why Jesus goes to the cross is so that we might have forgiveness in our lives. And that forgiveness is something that we, we give to others. Um, so I'm recording this message on a, uh, Monday, or, excuse, a Friday morning uh, out here in uh, Camp Lemonnier in Djibouti, Africa. And I'm uh, excited and thankful that God has given me another opportunity to speak to you and uh, you know, I know people get more excited about what's going on behind me than rather what I'm talking about, which is kind of normal anyway. Um, and so I try to find some different places to record without violating uh, any rules. So uh, what I want to do, though, is I want to start actually by reading the text under consideration. And for our 8 o'clock service, uh, I'm sorry, you probably already read this once before, but it's so nice, we'll do it twice. Here we go. This is from John chapter 20, uh, beginning at verse 24. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the, his hands and the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were in sight again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said, Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I want to read verse 30 as well and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. It's a powerful text, um, and it's one that uh, we hear a few times uh, often, but as we get into the idea of this forgiveness challenge, I want to just kind of lay out some of the basic ideas behind it. And one of the most powerful ones is that we cannot forgive others until we have forgiven ourselves or at least receive that forgiveness for ourselves. And so the way that uh, Zach says it in his, his text is you cannot be forgiving of others until you have received forgiveness for yourself. You forgive others by uh, learning to receive God's forgiveness for ourselves. Um, you know, it's a, a, it's a basic premise of so much of what God does for us. Uh, he pours into us and then we pour into others. And so, so much of our faith and our, our expression of that faith is based on what God has done for us. Um, so as we go through this book, it's going to be challenging. There's going to be ups and downs. It's going to ask you to remember some different moments of your life and even apply that to your current day situation. Uh, so uh, one of the acronyms that he uses in his text is SCARS, right? Uh, and just again, to make sure I get this right, I always have my notes just kind of off camera, kind of pulling back the veil here a little bit. Uh, but sin, confession, absolution, restoration, sanctification, right? Scars. Sin, confession, absolution, restoration, sanctification. Um, and so that's a wonderful, uh, again, acronym to kind of help us think through a little bit about the intentionality of what it means to take the forgiving challenge, to uh, explore that, to wrestle with that. 
And so uh, how nice of the sun to join us today. There it is. Great. Um, so uh, we all have some scars. We all have stories about scars. And I can share a story with you from when I was a little bitty guy. As a matter of fact, there might be a picture on the screen and uh, it's me as a little bitty guy and then me, I guess, as a big guy. Uh, and, and so there I was, I was actually in my house, it was a Saturday morning and um, just watching cartoons and eating cereal like any red-blooded American should. And, and that's what I was doing when I decided I should go play out in the backyard. You know, parents always say, get outside, don't watch TV. So I, I remember I had uh, reached for the door, opened it, pulled it open, took my step through the threshold, was just stepping out on the back porch, which was just a piece of, you know, a concrete square. Um, and my foot had barely touched the ground outside when all of a sudden I felt this great pain coming. And, and, and uh, I didn't know exactly what happened, but all of a sudden I felt this great pressure and I kind of got whacked on the side of the head. And uh, I went down to the ground and, and I was dazed, I was confused, I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, and all of a sudden I started to see some blood and I thought, well, that's not good. Uh, and, and, uh, and so I kind of put my hand to my head and, and that's, sure, that's where the blood was coming from. Uh, but I, I, I couldn't, you know, uh, I didn't see anything around the door, around the thing, I didn't trip and fall, I, uh, but I was dazed. And then I heard a, I'm sorry. And I kind of looked over uh, the fence and I could see uh, my neighbor, Craig Allison. And uh, well, he had a pellet gun in his hand. And yeah, so he had shot a pellet uh, and he was trying to shoot cans off the fence and uh, he got me. Uh, and, it, and it got me just up here. Uh, and I remember I was a little, um, you know, distraught by this. I didn't cry. Uh, because, you know, after all, I'm me. And so I uh, went inside, and there my dad uh, was, and, and he saw the blood and everything, and he kind of took a closer look at my head, and there he saw the pellet lodge still in my, uh, in my head. And so what he did, you know, because back then, you know, dads didn't go to the emergency room. They didn't, uh, they didn't have anything to, you know, like sanitize or whatever, uh, you know, uh, uh, clean up the wound. Um, he just got a grapefruit spoon out of the drawer. A grapefruit, uh, that, that one, not a regular spoon, you know, the one without the jaggedy edges, he got a grapefruit. And he got in there and he popped, popped it out. And uh, I remember not being so convinced at the time, but uh, at any rate, uh, that's what happened. Uh, the pellet was removed. I think I got some ice cream out of the deal later in the day, um, but I still have that scar. As a matter of fact, there might be the new picture now. And you can barely see, you know, I just kind of circled it. Um, you can see it even when I was a little kid uh, and it's still there today. And uh, those scars are a reminder that healing has occurred. We all have scars and yet those scars are a testimony. They're a testament to the fact that something difficult happened and now we're still here, right? By the grace of God, we're, we're alive, we're well, Maybe a little rougher for it, uh, but hopefully we've learned and grown. And here I can talk about a physical scar because we all have them. As a matter of fact, if you walk up to any group of children and, and say, who has a scar? They will proudly show you, oh, I've got this one or I've got this happening here. Uh, they'll show you scars. Um, and um, not all of our scars, though, are physical. 
Some of our scars are spiritual or emotional, mental, and all of us have those as well. All of us have different moments where um, we were hurt and we were hurt badly. And um, by the grace of God, we hope and pray that over time and through different people and different means by which God has brought this healing, we um, are doing better. You know, we're not all better and there's still evidence of that hurt, but we wanna continue to move forward and I think that's a big part of what the forgiving challenge encompasses, this desire that we have to move forward, um, to, to go and to be the people that God has called us to be. So in our text today in John 20, we see that the disciples had some difficulty forgiving themselves. A part of that is they're behind locked doors. Um, they recognize that Jesus, of course, uh, had died and they felt a great deal of shame and guilt because not only were they still alive, survivor's guilt, but they know in, in a lot of ways they failed their Lord. And so um, that is not something that our Lord Jesus wanted to leave them in. He didn't want them to just be um, beholden to that feeling of brokenness and hurt. I mean, after all, that's why he went to the cross and that's why he rose. And so you and I sometimes have difficulty, just like the disciples, forgiving ourselves, and yet God calls us to do it anyway. God says that this is not only important for us, but it's important for us to, um, to share and to give to others. Um, so when we talk about this idea of what it means to forgive, I, I always want to say both dynamics are important. And by both dynamics, I'm going to read again here. Um, do you have a harder time receiving forgiveness for yourself or giving forgiveness to others? Um, and all of us can probably answer that question pretty quickly. Um, and I, you know, I think it depends on the situation, but most people tend to say, I have trouble forgiving myself. Um, because I'm hardest on myself. Nobody can be more critical of me than me. Um, if that's true for you, I'd say, become a pastor. Then you'll find all sorts of people. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry, it's early in the morning. Uh, but, you know, there, there is truth to the fact that um, both dynamics are important. We need to learn how to forgive ourselves, and we need to learn how to forgive others. And, and, and that's, if, if you figure out how to do this perfectly and well, you should write a book and you'll outsell uh, good old Zach Zender and you'll uh, outsell a lot of people because forgiveness is absolutely something that Christians across the world, across the centuries have struggled with. And that's why it's so important for us to spend some time this Lenten season to focus on. What does forgiveness look like? What does it feel like? On a given day, on a daily basis, what does it look like in your marriage? What does it look like in your parenting? What does it look like... Um, you know, uh, um, you know, if you're a single person, just with anybody, right? Coworkers, your, your parents, uh, your siblings. Uh, there are so many ways that forgiveness is applied. And uh, I just want to reiterate that both sides of that equation are really, really important. So again, I want to focus again on, on this idea of scars for a second. Um, what do we do when we've been hurt so much and so often that we don't feel like we're healing, where the scar is so big and so ugly we don't want anybody to see it. Um, or every time we think it's getting a little bit better, something else happens uh, and we get hurt again and it reopens a wound. It uh, works against the healing. And I know what that feels like. Um, I can say I know what that feels like. Um, I have been hurt in a lot of different ways. I've 
felt betrayed. I have felt the sting of, of not being able to trust. Um, and sometimes I feel like an idiot because I, I forgave somebody, I let my defenses down, and, and by golly, they just, they just hurt me again. I think it's important though for us to remember again both sides of the equation because we may have that as part of our story and I'm sure most of us do. But I also remind you that sometimes we're the ones who are hurting others. We're the ones with our thoughtless words and actions that have wounded others, right? And we're the ones in need of forgiveness. We're the ones who need to go up to that person and say, I'm sorry, I, I know this must have been hard for you when I said this, when I, when I did that. Uh, I don't know how that made you feel, but it couldn't have been good. Um, so there are times that we have hurt people and we don't even know that we hurt them. That's how big of a sinner we are. And so um, how do we get better? How do we uh, know that the forgiveness of God is powerful and can heal all wounds? You know, it's interesting because in the Lenten season, there are a lot of hymns and there are a lot of readings about the wounds of Jesus, the actual physical uh, wounds that he received during you know, Passion Week, right, on his way to the cross. And, um, and we sing about those. Um, and, and it's not just hymns, right? We also read in the book of Isaiah, right? Uh, and I'll read that portion for you. Um, uh, but that many of us do, in fact, carry wounds. But, but, but in Isaiah, we read, by his wounds, we are healed, right? We are um, brought life and forgiveness and salvation all because of what Jesus has been through. So we're going to take these 40 days during the Lenten season, and we are going to focus on forgiveness that is found in Christ. Um, you know, it's kind of like a new day dawning. It's like the, the, the understanding that every day is, is a new chance in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in the faith that he has given to us by power of the Holy Spirit to go and to live for him, to forgive, uh, to be patient, to be kind. All these things that we read about in Galatians 5, for instance, these fruits of the Spirit, they don't come from us, they come from God. And so I hope and I pray that when we talk about this forgiveness challenge, we see Jesus each and every day because ultimately that's why we gather together on a Sunday morning. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate the fact that um, our wounds don't have to define us, but that Jesus' wounds do define us, uh, that he loves us so much. And that love drove him to go to the cross. That love drove him to lay down his innocent life. That love drove him to rise from the dead. And, uh, and because of that, you and I have life and salvation. One of the things I like most about this text in John 20 is that, um, you know, uh, Jesus still has scars, right? I mean, it, you would make, it makes sense. It's, uh, you know, merely eight days or so after the resurrection. Um, but I want to tell you, that one day when you and I, when our faith becomes sight, when we're standing before God and in his majesty and his power, I believe when we come up to Jesus, he's still going to have scars. I really do believe that. And it would have been, you know, thousands of years by that point, I suppose, by one manner of keeping time. But um, because those scars are beautiful. Uh, those scars are a physical manifestation of the, the truth of the gospel, the suffering, the death, but also the resurrection. Um, and, and I want to tell you that our scars, 
maybe aren't exactly like that, but our scars also, again, are a testimony. They talk about how we went through something incredibly difficult, and maybe it was because of our sin or the sin of others, right? But sin was involved nonetheless, and that, that we made it, that, that we're here, that, that um, we may always walk with a limp, we may always uh, have the scar on our head, we may always kind of look at it and remember that moment, but we're here today, and because we are here today, we can celebrate the grace of God. I hope and pray that as um, we go through this forgiveness challenge, that you would know that it changes us in so many ways. Um, stick with it, you know, every day. If you have a, a life group, um, you know, join in that study, be part of that. Uh, if you don't have a life group, please reach out to Jane Jinnick. Um, she can help get you squared away, even if you want to just try it for the Lenten season. Um, but I encourage you to do that. and. Uh, uh, I'm so thankful for this, and I want to just kind of introduce or conclude by introducing the idea of these different five phases of freedom in Christ. Again, we talked about it earlier, but it's the SCARS acronym, right? Um, so celebrate SCARS. Uh, don't go around showing people your SCARS right after service today, but uh, celebrate SCARS. Uh, celebrate the fact that Jesus has won redemption for you and that we are His uh, always. Again, uh, here in wonderful Djibouti, Africa, I'm signing off. Uh, miss you guys. I look forward to the day where I get to rejoin you, and I pray God's blessings as you go on this forgiveness challenge. Go in God's peace, love, and serve the Lord. Amen.